Welcome to Chat NDT with ASNT, a podcast from the American Society for Non-Destructive Testing. I'm Debbie Siegler, the host of the podcast. On today's episode of Chat NDT with ASNT, I'm talking to ASNT's three faces of NDT: Shauna Kagan, Brett Martin, and Brent Moulton about their NDT careers and experiences, and what advice they have for anyone looking to start their NDT careers, and so much more. I'll let our Faces of NDT introduce themselves and tell you about how they got involved in NDT. All right. Uh, Hi, my name is Brent Moulton. Uh, I started in NDT about six years ago. Um, I really had no idea what NDT even was. But I was just driving down the road one day, I looked up and I seen our uh, giant sign, NDT training, and uh, decided to step in. I was just kind of, you know, getting sick of my my warehouse job, you know, I was going there every day for 10 years and just really wanted a career. So I stepped foot in the door, I signed up, I got all my training I graduated on Friday. I was hired the following Monday, and that's basically what started my uh, my career. I've traveled the Midwest um, inspecting ethanol plants. I spent some time down in uh, the refineries in Houston. And then before I came back to the school, I was actually located up in uh, Prudhoe Bay, up in the oil field, um, specializing in ultrasound and then assisting in uh, radiography. So... Truly, uh, those billboards on the side of the road work. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, <laughs> yeah, you know, it. Uh, like, here's your sign, and I'm like, that's it, you know. And the nice thing about NDT is, like, I'm a hands-on type of learner. Um, you know, I like to build things, and NDT really like satisfied my personal needs for a career that way. Like working with your hands, but also using science and technology to perform those inspections. I mean, it's it's an amazing fit. My name is Shauna Kagan. I am a NDT technician, QC inspector at Oceaneering Umbilical Solutions in Panama City, Florida. We do uh, subsea umbilicals for the oil and gas industry. And I actually got into NDT about 20 years ago. I started out as a welder. And so um, just by trade, I learned BT. And then uh, I started interacting with inspectors as they would come and inspect, you know, inspect my work, whether it was UT or RT or whatever it happened to be. And I'd ask questions and I just decided I wanted to I wanted to be that that person. You know, I, I liked the challenge of it. And the more I learned, the more I was interested. So as an inspector, um, I've just kind of evolved into um, more of an NDT role than uh, just quality control over the years. My name is Rhett Martin, and I'm the responsible level three at Columbia Helicopters. And my journey into NDT um, was one of, you know, kind of divine intervention. Um, I was working at a coffee shop at 19 years old. It was a family run business and a regular customer would just come in and kind of, you know, chit chat me every weekend. And one day he's like, hey, uh, have you ever heard of Columbia Helicopters? And I said, no, sir, I haven't. Anyway, long story short, he ends up bringing me in for a tour. He had happened to he happened to have an opening. The current manager was retiring, and he needed a trainee, an apprentice, to take on. And um, I knew nothing about NDT. I 
didn't even know the field existed or, you know, I was, I was barely aware of Columbia helicopters. And, you know, I, I took an opportunity. I was in community college kind of figuring out my life and what I wanted to do. And with not much direction, it was just kind of a good opportunity. It seemed like, and, you know, here I am over 10 years later, um, running that same department and I filled in the shoes of the gentleman that brought me in. And it's, it's been nothing but, uh, nothing but good things. And, you know, the, what the NDT industry has done for me, it's, you know, it's allowed me to buy a house. It's allowed me to live comfortably. It's given me a career, made connections, and um, it's been huge for my life. And I think that's one of the things I love about it so much. What I love about AS&T is getting to share that with everybody here, um, whether, you know, people on the podcast are listening. It's, it's great. NDT is huge. Well, that's, uh, you're quite the spokesman for uh, NDT, and that's what we like to hear. Each of you has such unique entry points. I love, you know, that uh, Brent, you know, is, sees, literally sees a sign. I, I think that's excellent. It shows advertising works. Um, I just want to take a little bit of a deeper dive into uh, all your, the education and training you received uh, when you first began your NDT career. Yeah, so uh, my training started out online. Um, I was working a full time job. Um, I couldn't, you know, I already had my own house and all that where I really couldn't just, you know, put my work life on pause and go and get an education. So I did six months of online training where I learned um, the all the methods, I learned the theory behind it. And then when I finished online, I put some I put my vacation hours in and basically put my notice that I was leaving. I did three weeks of hands-on training in Minnesota here and got a job right out of school and that set me on my my path there how about you shauna i uh i actually was on the job and classroom trained um up until 2019 um to go back to classroom and on the job, I got, uh, I was BT and PT certified in-house through my employers um, over the years. And then in 2016, I learned that Cowley College had an online NDT program, uh, much to the same setup that, that Brent did. I did uh, two years of coursework online and then had practicals and things um, at the school location. And that is how I obtained an NDT, uh, it's an associate associates of applied science and NDT. And Rhett, do you want to uh, expand on your education and training? Yeah. So I, you know, my training was pretty accelerated from the, from the get go. Um, they came in and it was all in-house training and certifications. I started on the penetrant line and, um, you know, they'd get us a couple of months of OJT and then we would actually go external for, classes through Hellier. Um, I think, you know, I've, I've had, I've attended their, uh, classes down in Anaheim and up in new London, Connecticut, and they're a fantastic company. They do, they do great trainings and they have great instructors. And, um, I've taken, I took all of my level two, uh, tr- classroom training classes through Hellier until I was able to, uh, work my way up and I don't have a degree or anything. So I utilized the four years of experience method to pursue my level threes um, where I took some refresher courses and then tested out through ASNT. So all my um, classroom and lived experience has been kind of in-house and through Columbia. But 
Brent and I are going down to the National Science Teachers Association conference. And what would you say to, if we're speaking to a teacher and they said, we have a student, this he, he or she does not want to go to college. They don't want to even go to do a two-year degree. How can they, what's the entry point into NDT with just your high school diploma? Well, yeah, I mean, you really have several options. You can uh, do the two-year degree, or like I was saying, you can just do the accelerated learning um, through online and then uh, get your hands-on experience. Um, NDT is really nice in a way that it's very low upfront costs for schooling. A uh, a lot of schooling can be done for around $10,000. And then the nice thing is, is you're not you don't have that massive student loan debt over your head. And, you know, if you go into NDT for several years and you decide that it's just not the right fit for your life, you can easily transfer careers. And it also opens your eyes up to so many job opportunities that are in the industries. Is is there just sort of a, a day one job, apprentice job that someone could come into a company Uh, that's willing to train where they don't need that online training, or maybe they're just not ready yet. They want to just get a job and then figure it out. Can they do that? Is there an entry point into NDT? I, I think that in this job market today, absolutely. I know I have seen, um, lots of, uh, openings on NDT and and trainee was noted on them. So it's definitely worth looking into. And my suggestion to your last question would, you know, if you don't want to go to school right off, you know, try, throw, you know, throw out to some of these NDT companies. And if if you're a good fit for them, there's a very good chance you could be picked up as a trainee. Yep. I know they they do exist because I'm an example of that coming in with, with no knowledge of what NDT is and no experience. And um, an opportunity to just get in and start training. Um, they, they exist, but the problem is, and I think what's so beneficial about this face of NDT program is building awareness, you know, getting it out there. I know for a fact there are trainee positions in the Portland area where they will take someone on with no formal NDT education and just get them processing through. But are students aware that that's an option? Um, I think, up until recently, the answer has been no. And uh, yeah, I think I think there definitely are opportunities to get in and really make something for yourself. And then I think the other important thing is what I would tell that student is find a company that, that you mesh with because you got to look out for yourself too. And you can get in and train, but if you have the drive and the growth to be a level two or a level three someday, find a company that wants to invest that back into you as well. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's huge. Yeah. And I mean, really, I'd recommend is just uh, doing a quick Google search and uh, type in NDT companies near me and see what list is provided and go down that list and make some phone calls. I think this is really helpful information and and definitely the reason why we developed the Faces of NDT program is to get that information out there and to let young folks looking for a career or anyone that is looking for a new career know about the different entry points into NDT. Can you describe what a typical workday is like for you? What are your responsibilities? What 
methods do you use? Um, typical work day for me here at uh, the Oceaneering Facility in Panama City is, you know, I come in, we're a manufacturing facility, so it may start out that I've got a reel of bare copper that I need to receive at the warehouse. Um, that'll That's a lot of VT inspection, uh, measurements, calipers. Um, and then it'll come across, run down the line. Uh, there may be some UT involved as we put a jacket on that to uh, verify jacket thickness. Uh, further along in our processes, um, we will get to a point where there we have steel tubes that have to be welded. Um, I do the radiography for that. Um, I'm part of that team as well. So, you know, that's one of the things I love about NDT. I'm, I'm not one of those people who, you know, just come and do the same thing day after day after day just you know at 11 o'clock I'm doing this I never know what my day is going to hold you know and as a technician you never know what's going to pop up you know or what what kind of issues may pop up in an inspection that you have to you have to address and and come to a, a root cause for and you know a corrective action so it's it's every day is something different and that's that's part of the draw to this to this field for me. From an MRO standpoint in the aviation field, uh, my my role, my day-to-day looks a little different now, but I know back when I was running parts, you're coming in every day and 90% of your work is either on a horizontal magnetic particle bench or you're running a fluorescent penetrant line. And of course, the day starts with coming in and running um, all of your daily performance checks, your system checks, your, your TAM panels or your ketos rings and making sure everything's up and going. I'd say the first hour or so of your day is getting the system up and running, um, stabilized and make sure everything's in order before you start kind of taking a look at the workload. And that's what the boss does is, uh, you know, helps you pick out a workload and see what you're running today. What are you shooting today? Um, and you know, while in a, in a lab environment, it's more of like the same processes every single day. Um, but similar to what Shauna mentioned, you're getting different parts in every single day. So it is always changing. Um, in the MRO environment where you're dealing with in-service parts, you're going to find new cracks or flaws every single day. It's always kind of changing. And it's exciting. You're not going to see the same flaw two times in a row. And um, you got to be, you got to be diligent with it. Uh, but, you know, NDT is one of those things where once you, once you get it down and you can find the flaws and you can get down the terminology, you can really sort. Yeah, that really is the beauty of NDT is you're always doing something different or you're at a different job site. Um, when I was up in the Alaskan oil field there in Prudhoe Bay, you know, we would have our work order. We would go through our job safety analysis. And then since I was doing rope access through IRATA, I would be working with the rope access technician of building the anchors, getting everything set up just to get to the location of the pipe that we're going to be performing ultrasonics on. And then once all that's set up, you can finally get to the actual inspection where you're up hanging 60 feet in the air, scrubbing that pipe, looking for internal corrosion just to make your report and then de-rig everything and then get back to the camp. Was that exciting for you? Did you like hanging 60 feet in the air? Yeah. So my big hobby is uh, rock and ice climbing. So being able to do rope work as a career, I mean, it's it's always an adventure. That seems kind of scary to me. I've seen, uh, we've had members that did rope access to test um, roller coasters. Has anyone ever worked on a roller coaster? Have any, the three of you? 
Uh, no, but that sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't, but I've seen those job postings with Disneyland. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're out, they're out there. Oh, I was going to say, we actually had a student um, that was located in California. Uh, he applied for a job at Disneyland inspecting those coasters. And uh, I'm not sure if he got the job because he graduated before they uh, they sent him a letter. But yeah, it was that was really neat. Just seeing how many different avenues that NDT uh, uh, touches. Well, that's like Oceaneering. We've actually got a division, um, an entertainment division, and we design rides down in Orlando. Um, wow. And I've, I've told my boss a million times, if they ever call me, I'm out. Bye-bye, oil <laughs> and gas, hello, entertainment. Because I just, I can't imagine how much fun that would be. So I just, you know, for those that are listening to this podcast, like, so can you describe what you think is happening on that job at Disney? Because like somebody here is like, how can I work at Disney and have a really great career and I can do NDT on a ride? I would have to imagine it'd be bolt inspections. If the, uh, if it's hollow tubing on those rails, um, they're definitely going to be doing some type of UT and then at any weld joint, they're going to be doing RT. So yeah, NDT will be used in all different capacities. So from Disneyland to like hanging 60 feet in the air in Alaska, NDT is everywhere. Yeah. And I was actually uh, just another example. I was in Michigan last week doing some consulting um, for a rim manufacturer. So they cast all the rims for a lot of the major brands here in the States and uh, yeah, they had an x-ray cabinet and they were um, sending the rims through doing 100% inspection, looking for any uh, inclusions or porosity. Wow. So, I mean, you don't have to stay in one spot. If you're ANSI, NDT is for you. Yeah, that's really what we tell our students is that you get what you put in. I mean, for me, I made NDT a hobby of mine. I mean, I enjoy the science, the technology of it. So I just kind of nerd out on it. You know, it's a, it's a fun thing. Do any of you have a mentor? I've, I've had several over the years. Um, just, you know, it's always fortunate when, you know, you have that person that's, that's been in a, in an industry for 20, 30 years and they take time to, to share that with you. So, you know, share their knowledge and, and want to, you know, bring you up. And, and that's what I look to be throughout the rest of my career is to actually help people the way that I was helped. Yeah. hundred percent. I think having a mentor is so critical. I have, I'm very fortunate to have a, a great mentor within the company. And then I have mentors in my personal life. Um, that can kind of help you guide you through the challenges and whether that's NDT related or, you know, dealing with personnel. Um, there have been people who have came through and had these experiences and either conquered them or failed. And, you know, you get to learn from that. And uh, so it's, it's huge to find yourself a mentor. And, and as, as you said, Sean, I think one of, one of my favorite quotes um, through some leadership trainings is when you reach the top of the elevator, you send it back down to the bottom so that you can bring others up with you. And I think it's our role, the longer we're in the industry, um, to offer those mentoring opportunities to up and coming people and our peers, uh, you know, help everybody out because we only get better when we help each other. 
So I think that's critical. Yeah, that's really a joy of mine. Like we have these young uh, 18-year-old uh, men and women that come through our school. And I mean, it's it's one of my favorite things is working with them and shedding some light on what the industry is and how to navigate this. And I mean, let's be honest, NDT is kind of confusing. You know, there's a lot of inner workings to it, but to help someone navigate that path and to get them to a location that they want to be in life. I mean, it's, it's a really good accomplishment. For someone interested in working in NDT, what characteristics do you think define a good NDT technician? Uh, definitely attention to detail, uh, willingness to uh, volunteer for a job. You know, if the, uh, your lead comes on the floor and asks, uh, you know, who can do this job here? Always be that first person with their hand in the air saying, I'll do it. Let's go. And uh, yeah, just just the willingness to work and to get along with everybody. Yeah, it's definitely um, attention to detail, I think, across the board is, is number one. Um, number two, you know, you need you need some people skills and uh, just like like Brent said, uh, you know, be that go getter. You know, do that go. You know, be willing to train in that method or go do that method. You know, maybe it's uh, rope access or maybe you need a man lift. You know, do that job that that maybe other inspectors don't want to do. It's got to get done, and you know, you're gonna learn something. I don't think I've I've done an inspection in 20 years that I didn't learn something. Hundred percent. I could echo all the same stuff. I think one thing I would add is patience. Um, NDT is one of those things where it's going to frustrate you one day, um, you know, and then also it's, it's not something that you can rush. You want to make sure you're doing the best job possible at all times. You got to, you got to remain, remain patient. And, uh, you know, I think anybody can be successful in NDT when you do have that attention to detail and you have the patience and then, you know, being a, being a quick learner, I think is another thing too, whether you're in the lab setting or out in the field, you got to be, you got to be quick on your feet. And uh, like you said, Brent, you got to be willing to learn. So, yeah, and just troubleshooting skills too, because I've there's always equipment breaking down or you know things going awry on the job site, and you got to have that fast troubleshooting skill to be able to overcome those hurdles. Do integrity and ethics play into a career in NDT? Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, integrity is when nobody's looking and there's a lot of opportunities to for you to do like a, a pencil whip and yeah, it'll it'll catch you if you if you get complacent. What's a pencil whip? Uh just signing something off on a form. Got it. Yeah, and I think for me personally, integrity I like to have it woven into everything I do, let alone NDT. So that's a good catch, Debbie. But I think whether we're hiring or we're looking for new teammates to bring on, that's the first thing I look for is do they value integrity and honesty? Because um, I don't care if I'm doing NDT or not. If they don't have that, I don't want them a part of my team. What's been your most interesting or unusual application of NDT? Um, I would say doing some rope access over an inlet in the Arctic Ocean. Um I mean, that was pretty wild. And also being shut down due to polar bear activity. Um, that was uh, that was an interesting one for me. Can you describe that? Like what, what happened? Well, yeah, we're on uh, the job site and uh, the polar bear watch uh, 
radioed us and let us know that there was a polar bear moving into our location and that we had to basically evacuate that job site. And I mean, it was nothing scary or anything. I mean, we had plenty of warning, but yeah, we were shut down due to polar bear in that area. And, um, you know, up, up on the North slope there, they take safety very serious. So once that polar bear was in the area, they shut us down and made sure that all the crews remained safe and allowed that polar bear to go on its natural way. That's a good story. Wow. I did shipboard inspections um, for years and years, and there's a lot of really, really tight spots on ships that uh, that inspectors need to get into. So being, you know, rather tall and skinny, I was usually volunteered. And <laughs> I have been, I've been pulled out of areas by my feet on quite a few occasions. No polar bears or, or no rope access, um, but definitely, definitely some tight spots. But, you know, it was always fun to me. So I don't, I guess none of them particularly stand out individually, but it was just looking back now, you know, it was just fun. Say, I'd say for myself, one of my favorite memories has been, uh, you know, all the different countries we've been able to travel to. And as working for a helicopter operator, we, we travel all around the world. And one of my favorite memories though, was down in Peru, we were, um, operating for an onshore oil rig company and it's out it's down in Peru in the middle of the jungle. And obviously the helicopters operate at night. So we have to do our inspections uh, or they operate during the day, excuse me. So we're doing our inspections at night. And um, it's probably like one or two in the morning. I just finished up my inspection and this oil camp is in the thick of the jungle. I mean, you're coming in on a plane, you're landing on a dirt runway. And um, the only way to get where the helicopters land is about a mile or so from the camp that you're staying in. And so the most efficient way to get around is bicycles. So I show up and I finish my inspection and I have to hop on this old rusty beach cruiser bike and drive or ride through the jungle on this dirt path a little over a mile in the middle of the night. And there's like maybe a light every two or 300 yards. So there's a solid chunk of riding where, uh, where you're just in pitch black and there are bugs the size of your face and all sorts of birds and who knows what kind of animals out there. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty unique experience to hop off the top of a helicopter, ride a bicycle through the jungle and go, uh, sleep for, go to sleep for the night in a camp. It, you know, I think that's one cool thing about NDT is it brings you to a lot of different places. I mean, basically I think we can all agree that NDT is a career that is full of adventures to be had. Most definitely. How can we encourage, how can we encourage careers in NDT? How can we help people get into NDT? He just got to get it mainstream. NDT has to become mainstream. I mean, everything around us is inspected. Why no, like why so little people know about NDT is mind boggling pushing it, going to these conferences, talking with these young, the younger generation about a an awarding career that anybody can get into. Do you think you have to have like science and math proficiency or be technical? You do have to have a, a level of understanding science and physics, but really all that stuff can be learned on with on-the-job training. Um, I mean, I've trained people that have, you know, worked at Walmart or was a line cook for years. 
and I get them in front of a UT scope. I explain to them some basic understanding and some basic theory of how the sound is working. And I mean, a lot of times it, it clicks with people. So you just have to have a, an understanding of how things and why things are happening. And from there, it uh, you can really excel. I mean, I, I agree with Brent. I don't think that, you know, it's overly important to have a, a science or technical background or even an understanding. I think that um, once you get hands on with the equipment and, and you you know, get a picture of what you're doing and understand some of the theory behind it. It's really, it's not as complicated as, as people seem to think. Yeah, I would agree. I think that word is uh, like, for, for, for me, I'd say it's less about science and technical background, but do you have the aptitude? Because uh, we can teach somebody anything. Me personally, I started making coffee and I am, uh, probably the least mechanically inclined person there is. I work for a helicopter company surrounded by mechanics and it's just like, this is not my forte, but I was able to learn um, all the NDT skills and pick it up and be hold multiple level threes. So I think if you have the aptitude and the drive, um, you know, it can suit any skill set. So I know that we talked earlier a little bit about, you know, the path into NDT, but I just want to clarify is that you don't need an, a college degree to enter the field. You don't, Need, necessarily need a two-year degree. You, you definitely don't need a four-year degree. Would you concur? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I've worked okay. alongside people that have had zero um, education. Um, like myself, I've had, you know, just the online training with a uh, small amount of hands-on. And I've worked also with people that have a, a two-year degree. I mean, and we're all out there getting after it. So it. You can really, it's all just about the path you take and the path you choose. And I've probably addressed this, but I just want to bring it up again. What is the easiest way to enter the field of NDT? I think <laughs> it's tough because I think my experience was different than everybody else's where I just knew somebody, um, but that's not the easiest way. I think, I think if we as partners in the industry are putting more awareness out there and getting more involved, which I know we all intend on doing, um, it, it, we're going to make it easier for everybody to get involved in NDT. But right now it's, and I think historically it's been tough. You had to know somebody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, there is a shift taking place in the industry. Uh, but if you want the, a quick way to get into the industry, again, just uh, Google search NDT companies near me and make some phone calls, stop into the office and uh, put a face to your name. If you want to spend a little bit of money, go to school for a little bit, um, short period of time, find an online training facility, or there's always that two year. But I mean, really any path you choose will most likely take you to the same destination. Just, it's all about time. Absolutely. I think the important thing, you know, to remember is that, you know, if you're, if you aspire to be an NDT technician, you know, don't let anything stop you. If you call a couple companies and they're like, oh no, we don't hire trainees. Don't let that stop you. Go, go, um, go talk to Brent, you know, look, yeah. look into these training programs. Um, you may get lucky with these NDT companies and, and have a, have a shot like, like Red's got, you know, or you can do like I did and run around and do, you know, 20 years of, of crawling through inner bottoms to finally end up where you want, but you will get there. Just don't give up. You know, AS&T's got a whole plethora of, 
of, of mentors out there. There's there's ways to do it, and you'll find the support, but you have to come look for it. Absolutely. Maybe for some young people, they see the glitz and glam of certain careers that might not necessarily be easily attainable. Can you talk about how you can make uh, NDT a career? You can buy your house, you can buy a car, you can support your family on in a career in NDT. Yeah, I think, you know, part of, you know, there is a benefit to, uh, to the NDT field being kind of under the radar and it's kind of the best kept secret that it's a very lucrative career. Um, and we obviously want to share and spread that knowledge, but it, it can be very lucrative. I know, I, as I mentioned, I was kind of lost in my direction where I was going and I had goals and whatnot, but until I stepped into NDT and saw the, the potential of the lifelong career and the earning potential, like it, I wouldn't have been able to buy my house and have a car that I love. I think so many, there are so many industries or NDT industries, excuse me, that pay really well. And uh, I think Brent said it earlier, you get out what you put in. If you want to go work on the road um, and work out in the field, you can make a lot of money. And, and, you know, there's money to be had in the lab setting or, um, you know, you can, you can basically write a money press or, yeah, print your own money. Um, it's as hard as you want to work. And there aren't many industries out there where little to no schooling and just take off based on your own drive. So that's what's pretty unique about NDT. Yeah. And one thing that I did is uh, when you're on these jobs, like at these refineries, the company's in shutdown or the refineries in shutdown and they're losing a lot of money every day that that is in shutdown. So a lot of times they'll have techs just waiting in their truck. So the moment that welder's done and that weld has cooled, you can get in there and inspect it. So when I was waiting for this job to be ready, I was studying for my APIs. I was looking at other methods. Like I after I graduated from my school, I went out and got my thermography certification. Um, like I said before, my rope access, uh, as well as my eddy current. So I was learning other methods while I was on the job getting paid well. You know, so it kind of goes back to what we're saying is you get what you put in. And on those downtimes, like when you're at the hotel at night, pick up a book because you're going to be rewarded for it. Um, how has your ASNT membership benefited your career? Um, it's really just the, the society in a whole. Um, I mean, through Facebook or social media posts to uh, browsing the website. I mean, it's just, uh, it's nice to have that community and have also gained connections um, through ASNT. Absolutely. I mean, my connections have exploded since I've become, you know, more and more active with ASNT. Um, uh, again, I'm a, a huge advocate of the mentor program. I think that's amazing. And, uh, you, you know, just you dive in the website and you'd just be surprised at what you'll find. I will third that in the connections. Um, being able to attend conferences and whatnot has like really excelled me not only professionally, but as a person, you know, I've, I'm a pretty shy person naturally and getting a chance to get out and connect with people. And, and I feel like every, every conference, ASNT conference that I attend, I meet a few more people and I talk to a couple more people. And next thing you know, you got friends that you're meeting up with 
every single year. Um, and that's what AST has done for me is it's kind of brought me out of my shell. It's exposed me to new opportunities and new connections and friends. So why should someone join AST? I think for me, it, it, you know, the resources, the resources that it provides, um, the connections, you know, within the industry, uh, you know, I've got friends that I've made now that I can call if I'm having a, an RT problem or something say, Hey, have you ever run into this? Um, it's, it's, it's almost, uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Um, priceless, you know, it's, abs- it's been a priceless resource for me as an inspector. Yeah. For ASNT, for me, it's, it's really great to have access to all that education material. So I recommend a lot of the training material off the website and having that membership, you even get a little bit of a price break. So it's just a great place to look for the the latest publications of theory. Yeah, I, I agree, Brent. I think for me, that's one of the, the perks of being an ASNT member is getting those those discounts. You know, I love when the material and evaluation magazine shows up in my mailbox um, every month. And I love, uh, you know, we've, we've bought quite a few uh, training manuals and programs through ASNT. And getting that member discount is pretty significant, especially as um, priorities shift in the company. Maybe times get tough. And um, yeah, and then on top of it, access to all of the different networking and events. I know AST holds many different events around the world. And um, getting to be a part of those is, is huge. It's fun. I actually took a course today. I did one of the webinars with, uh, it was Tony Bailey's. Um, it was on... Um the duties and responsibilities of level threes, uh, uh, per, uh, NAS 410. And that was, that was a great webinar, you know, to sit in on. What can ASNT do to assist or encourage technicians in their careers? I think, you know, ASNT, I, one thing I love is the, uh, the career connection website. Um, posting jobs and opportunities for improvement. I know that there are all sorts of like little trainings and uh, willing to help with resume review and everything. That's huge to somebody starting out or that's experienced, uh, you know, things like it's, it's, you're getting like premium services that you normally have to pay good money for on top of all the other perks that AST provides. I think um, it's, I actually convinced several of my people working underneath me, they're level twos to get AST membership because it just, it pays dividends down the line. And again, just to go back to the connections, they're invaluable. Yeah. And the, with the ASNT website, the uh, job search tool, I mean, that right there is how somebody with no experience could break into the industry just by typing their state that they're located in or a state that they want to move to look at the job listings and calling and applying for these positions. I mean, that right there, having access to a job search is huge. I'd like to point out too, you know, we're talking about memberships and new, you know, new people to the industry. The ASNT membership is um, reduced quite nicely for, uh, for new folks. So just a perk I'd, I'd throw out. We do have uh, the fee for student members are low, as well as for uh, a new NDT professional in the first five years of their profession. The rate is is definitely reduced, and I think it's a it's an easy entry point for someone 
uh, brand new to the NDT industry. What advice would you offer to individuals considering a career in NDT? Uh, just be a go-getter. Always be that first one to volunteer. And just be the person that everybody gets along with. Just be easygoing, relaxed, and that will uh, that will propel your career farther than anything else. Is just really being that team player and that go-to person. Definitely. You know, just go for it. Go for it. And, you know, always be trainable. Always be trainable. Um, you're never going to know everything. So remain trainable. Um, and when you get, when you get where you want to be in your career, reach down and help somebody else. Well, thank you all for joining me at chat NDT with AS and T. I'm really excited that our listeners will get to know you. And while they've seen your face, they really haven't, um, gotten to know who you really are and how you got into NDT and how passionate you are about NDT. So I'm excited for them to get to know you a little bit better. And of course, I'm hoping that we'll all get together in person at our next annual conference in Nashville, Tennessee, and that'll be a lot of fun. So hopefully you'll all will be able to join us there. We'll see you there. Yes, ma'am. Looking forward to it. With your cowboy hat on. Thank you for listening to Chat NDT with AST. For more information about our organization, please visit our website at asnt.org. You can also connect with us on social media at AST Info on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. Chat NDT with AST is copyrighted by the American Society for Non-Destructive Testing, ASNT, creating a safer world. <laughs>